1: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
2: Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colton Smith and as always, I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben Ward.
3: Shit,
4: that, isn't it? Oh, like there's loads of really great names there. Ben, War- ben Woman,
2: <laughs> Ben Ward. I mean, it's Ben Ward. That's her name, Vivian Ward. It's a bit shit. <laughs> Sofa Cinema Club is our podcast where we get together to educate each other on films. Now, it is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week, we set a film for each other to watch, and then we come into the studio and we talk about what we loved, hated, and rated about the film. Now, the beauty of our film club is all you've got to do to join in is watch along with the film and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. This week's has been chosen by you guys, the audience at home, and it is the classic Pretty Woman. But before we start talking all things Pretty Woman and have a synopsis from someone at home, as always, how's your week been? What have you been up to?
3: I... At the kids, I went over to Leeds, my hometown, and I went to the um, Faclay Medical Museum in Leeds. Have you been, Coles? In it, Fackery? Fackery, yeah, it is. What did I say? <laughs> Not the Fackery. It's unusual for Colson to pick up on someone's pronunciation. <laughs> I know, yeah, it is, but I think, yeah, he is. Fackery Medical Museum, yeah. I've been on a school trip, definitely. School trip? Definitely dry no and i know it does but it is really good yeah it's quite like gory and stuff in it it's like history of physicians and stuff like that yeah it tells you all about medicine basically what did you learn okay so i took the kids and everything yeah and me and my girlfriend honey we go so we're in this museum and they've got this old like 16th century 17th century street of leeds yeah It's called Disease Street, and you have to walk down this street, and it tells you all about, like, you know, the plague and, you know, all stuff like that and what it was like to live up in that time, yeah? And you each get a character that you're going to be and sort of pick, and then you walk down this street and you find out what happened to you, this character, back then. Do you know what I mean? I'm with you. Sounds fascinating. No, it is. So my name's Thomas Holden. Right? Yeah. And I'm I'm a shit shoveler. Yeah. So there's two toilets for 360 people on this, like, place where I shovel. And I get cholera and I die, basically, at, like, the age of 49. But you also get, like, a little uh, brief bio of what your interests and hobbies are. Do you know what mine were? I like to go to the pub and play dominoes with my friends. That is you. It's you. That's literally me. Where do they shovel the shit to? I just move it from spade to the other <laughs> side.
4: street to street. <laughs> from street to street. Here and then comes. the
3: whole village gets Here cholera comes. and everyone dies, <laughs> thanks to me.
4: Oh, what's happened? Well, it's not gone so well today. I'm off to the pub and to play dominoes. It's been yeah. a tough
3: day. Yeah. Lots of shit. Yeah. Well, everybody just drank beer because it was safer than the water. <laughs> yeah. Did they just do a shit in the street then? They're, they're like little wooden huts. Do you see that on the street when you go down? Yeah, yeah, you see all that, you see all that, it
2: stinks. Have you, like I'm quite a bit of a museum fan I would say actually, or I was, when I was a kid, I think me and my dad used to go to a lot of museums, have you ever been to, this might be near where you used to live Ben, is it Beamish? Yeah, <laughs> I've been there.
4: It's class, isn't it? Everyone goes to it's Beamish. It's fucking
2: brilliant, isn't it?
4: Everyone goes to Beamish, don't they? They think, ooh, look at it. It's like
2: real. So it's it, it it's basically a museum that is a fake town. It, it's not a museum, is it? It's all open air. It's got a school. It, it, it is like going back in time. And it's
3: mint. You dress up like a Victorian, don't you, and everything. Can we go to Beamish? <laughs> It'd be great, wouldn't it? It is good. I'm sure there's a train, isn't there?
2: Yeah, there's everything. Yeah, I think there is in Beamish. There's a- schools with the little blackboards and everything.
3: Yeah. Eden Camp, Jack, did you do Eden Camp? Eden Camp, yeah, World War.
4: We just went to Adrian's Wall, saw the wall, and drove back. <laughs> and drove back. <laughs> just up it. school bus. Someone threw up. Wall... <laughs> Someone threw up
2: again, back. That was it, school trip. School trips were actually very, very good, you know. I mean, I was never allowed to go on, like, the big fancy ones abroad because mum and dad just refused to pay for them. So, like, there was, like, the Barcelona trip with the football team. There was all the ski trips, and we never, like, went on them, neither me or Hannah. But um, we always did the, um, like, orienteering ones, so, like, the week in Castleton... Like, climbing mountains and high wires.
3: We did a week in Whitby Oof. when we were kids, yeah. Looking for vampires? Yeah, and it's all Dracula and all that. I loved it. Yeah. Loved all that. How old were you when
4: you doing it? I'd have
3: been about ten. Ten or nine. Ooh, loved it. Loved all like that.
4: Scooby-Doo. Yeah. What was your best school trip, Ben? That was it, Adrian's Wall. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what we did do. We went out to ca- a camp, and basically, because... I'm so old so now people will show kids things and it's interesting back then they just stuck you in a field in the middle of bloody no- Northumberland nowhere mm. and then got you to make a fire and then told everyone to piss off and run over the hills to tie them out and <laughs> we got told off because we got caught smoking <laughs> and we had to stand outside for an hour outside it was like two in the morning <laughs> that was in year six <laughs> yeah no just stood there for smoking he just left us there tech has left us there we thought it was hilarious brilliant and everyone just ran around destroying things throwing things at each other i mean that was the school trip it was never like oh let's go and look at something interesting it was just like you know build a camp
3: waste time waste time
4: be in the country because we hadn't seen it before what's that sir I mean every 10 seconds someone from my everyone was on what's that sir it's a cow it's it (laughs) is it sir what's that tree oh you know a lot sir don't you sir I mean it's relentless relentless on a school trip
2: Colson you Oh, (laughs) I was going to ask you I've asked you now Um, I actually found something out on the old tinterweb well, I saw it. It was like, you know, you see them quotes and it's like the, the person you text last needs to do this to you, blah, blah, blah. It's like one of them. Mm. But it said, the highest grossing movie in the year you were born yeah, is the title of How Your Life Will Go.
3: Oh, right. Okay. So what are you? You're 98. 1998. So what's the highest grossing film in 98? Um, Titanic. Titanic?
2: <laughs> So that that's that's how my life's gonna go. Are
3: you sure about 197.
2: I'm sure no, that was ninety seven. I googled it.
3: <laughs> now Jack's googling because he doesn't believe me. I can see what he's doing. Do you know what? I think it was not na- I think it was ninety-seven, but it made the most in ninety-eight as well. Well. Do you know what's number two, even if you got this? Armageddon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're not
4: having much luck, it's are not you? Oh dear, Titanic, and then ooh, what's your second? Oh, don't like that. One. What's the second one? Armageddon. Oh,
2: but yeah. To be fair, that's that's pretty much the highlight of my week. I'm currently in a hotel room in London, so Ben has the Ben has the entire flat to himself. Do you know what? And isn't it great? I've got candles on. Got people around having a party. Playing on my PlayStation, sitting on my sofa. Yeah. In my bath. <laughs> used to, I've used all your bath bombs. We're fine. <laughs> right, enough talking about those films. Let's talk about the film that we're reviewing this week. And it is Pretty Woman. And our friend Richard Bradley from Daventry, which, fun fact, is my dad's hometown and is where my grandparents live. So big up the Dav massive. Does he know him? I don't. We don't know. Actually, I don't know if Richard. If you know John and Sheila Smith, I apologise. I have nothing to do with him. <laughs> Send
3: us an emoji if you do. Send us a popcorn emoji.
2: <laughs> He's a film addict who loves watching the three of us on Corrie, and he has said that listening to the podcast really helped him out over the last few years. And this is his synopsis of. Pretty woman did it do Now Pretty Woman tells the story of businessman Edward Lewis, played by Richard Gere, who is on his way back to his hotel from a business party driving a car he had never driven before. Edward then loses his way and ends up on Hollywood Boulevard. Edward is then met by prostitute Vivian Ward, who is played by Julie Roberts, who escorts him back to his hotel and spends the night with Edward. The next morning before he leaves for work, Edward makes a proposition to Vivian to stay with him for the rest of the week and to be his escort to events and functions throughout the week, pretending to be his girlfriend. Hope you enjoy, guys. Thank you, Richard, for your synopsis of
3: Pretty Woman. Jack, what do you reckon? He's done all right there. He's got in, he's teed it up, he's told about the first night, and then he's not said more, and he's left us teaser film he's not made the mistake that you make where no. you do start middle
2: end and give a fact he's just said how it starts you know which is what it is it's just it, it's a boy meet girl story from two different areas of class basically that's that's what it is and what happens is for us to discuss so i think richard has done a good job there of teeing it up for us what was you set up how did you watch I watched it on my own on Sunday night. It's the first time I've ever seen this film, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, and um, I put it on my Instagram story, and um, someone sent me a text and put, um, big mistake, huge. And I was like, why is it? Is it not a very good film? And they were like, you've not seen it before, have you? And I was like, no. And they were like, it'll make sense soon. I mean, I don't want to say too much straight off the bat, but I think this was a perfect Sunday evening watch
3: so it starts doesn't it in the red light district in is it beverly hills no it's not beverly hills is it it's like downtown la it's on them um, where the the theater is where they do the oscars the
2: chinese yeah because
4: yeah, that's where the stars are the hollywood Walk of fame right yeah so it goes from it's always been quite you know i think it's always been ropey as a it has a real mixture such a long road so that's where yeah that's where he that's where
2: he is. Well, she is, and that's where he is. Well, the bit that I picked up on straight away is, um, like said in the synopsis, he's driving a sports car that he's never driven before, and it's not just the fact he's never driven a sports car before. I don't think he's hardly ever driven, has he? Because he's clearly from a life where he just gets driven about. Mm. You know, he's he's clearly a very successful businessman, very wealthy, and he kind of has enough because he meets him. Um, he is a few of his exes at this party, isn't there? And he says, "What was what I like as a boyfriend?" And they basically say, you, you were horrendous.
4: Well, she says that his PA was her uh, bridesmaid.
2: Yeah. And it makes him, obviously, question things about himself. So he just jumps in his car and goes for a drive to head back to his hotel. And he kind of stumbles across this prostitute by accident, doesn't he?
3: Well, he doesn't really know where he is, does he? Yeah. And he's, not, he's just asking for directions. Yeah, to get up to Beverly Hills, to up to his hotel. Yeah, it is innocent and he knows what she is and he, he asks for directions and she starts she says right five dollars it's just gone up to ten and he says right okay get in here's twenty dollars show me where it is enough for the games so that's all it is it all seems like innocent like she is just going to show him the way to his hotel and they do sort of have this sort of like flirtatious banter in the car don't they yeah And they get up to the hotel and he's like do you want to come in for a drink Sort of. And she's like, yeah. You can see that she's sort of wanting the sale, isn't she? She's not interested in him.
2: She's treating him like a client.
3: Yes. And uh, he bites and he takes he takes her in and then they, they go up to his room and he orders some champagne and um, strawberries, doesn't he? Yeah. And they end up do sort of speaking and having a good time. And do they actually get down to it that night? I think they do, don't they?
2: Yeah, but the the weird thing is from that first night that you pick up on is she clearly is, you know, working by the hour and it, you know she just is there to make money where he has no interest in that whatsoever. You know, you understand that money isn't really an object to him and you understand that, you know, he's more in it for the companionship. Yeah, I think he is, yeah. He's in LA, he's away from New York, he's in a massive penthouse hotel room by himself. And he just wants to sit and watch TV and kind of just bring himself back down to earth a little bit, which he does. And in that, you kind of see a softer side from both of them. Because obviously she's never been treated like that before. No. And he's never been. He's obviously used to going out with very successful women, not someone who is a prostitute and would be deemed so low on the social scale. So she really kind of levels him out. And I think... You get innocence from both of them straight away, mm. and like the next morning when they wake up, and he's awake and has ordered her every single breakfast because he didn't know what she liked. And it's quite clear that he is trying to be different and impress her slightly and kind of win her over, which is odd because he's paying for her.
4: Yeah, although it's a funny, it's a funny setup. What do you in mean? A film
3: now, modern wise now. well, it won't work now, Ben. It wouldn't yeah. work. Imagine pitching that now. It wouldn't yeah. work in the slightest of a woman being a prostitute and a man just pays for her whenever he wants at, at his beck and call.
4: And sort of saving her. It's like he's saving her from herself. I think he doesn't all the way through it. I think she's fantastic in it. She's brilliant. I forgot just how underwhelming he is in it. Richard Gere. Yeah, I just don't think he does anything. No, he doesn't really, does he? She does tons. She's got it all in there. She's funny and and it's complicated and you feel like she's really in the film. And he just feels a bit like...
3: At times, he almost couldn't be asked. There must have been a few people wanting that job, though. There was a lot. Christopher Reeve was basically nailed on for the part. And he... Um, screen test but he couldn't do uh, Julia Roberts couldn't do the screen test for some reason, she she was unavailable so the uh, script supervisor did the reading and really badly as Julia Roberts and because he was getting so frustrated with how badly this woman was acting and doing a reading he threw the script across the room and he said I'm not doing the job so he walked out but they saw everybody for it, Travolta you know, Robin Williams, Pacino. There must have been better people for. Because I agree, I agree with Ben. He is quite
2: underwhelming. But is he the ultimate gentleman? That job, all he kind of has to do is be completely innocent, clean as anything, but also quite clear that he kind of doesn't respect women. Because that is that is the role, isn't it? And he then learns to respect her, which is why he kind of learns to love her, I guess.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I just think he... I don't know what you're saying. I just felt... I forgot. Just He just
3: doesn't look like he's got any energy to him. Well, th- funnily you should say that. Richard Gere wanted to have a lot of movement and a lot of um, energy, like you say, in the film. And it was the director that says... There's two people in this film. Someone has to be big, and someone has to be small and not do a lot. Guess which one you are, Richard.
4: (laughs) (laughs) 2 You're the one we're not going to watch, Richard. Because she's fantastic.
3: Well, that's all the energy in it of the film. The energy is her. Yeah. And he didn't want two people doing the same thing. He proper brought down Gears scenes. So how soon after this or before this
2: was Erin Brickvick? Oh,
3: nine nine years later. She'd just done one film before. Mystic Pizza, I
4: think she'd done before.
3: This made her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah.
4: Yeah, without
3: a doubt. She wasn't first choice, you know, they they saw everybody for it.
2: After this she was just massive, was she? Just did everything.
3: Yeah. But I
4: also think she's very good. Yeah, she is good. I think I forgot when I watched it. I haven't watched it for years. It's 30 years old, and I watched it with my daughter, and I just forgot how how brilliant, how layered she yeah, is. Yeah,
2: she is great. Because it, it
4: could have been, if they were both on the level of gear, it'd be boring, abysmal. A bit, I mean, it'd be a, yeah, it'd
2: be awful. Got Academy
3: Award nomination for it. She did? Yeah, Oscar nom
2: she she has got a lot going on but it is kind of it is her story as well like she's the character that i think everyone at home falls in love with when they watch the film like that's kind of the way it's written and the way the story is designed so like obviously throughout the film there's this moment isn't there where after the first night she's going to leave and he turns around and he says i'm here for 6 days how much for you to stay with me for all 6 days and he went not as like a prostitute, purely as a, a business associate. Like we've got some like work to do, basically. And then she names a price, and he's like, "Right, okay, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you three thousand pounds at the end of the week, sort of thing."
4: Yeah, but that was weird when they were agreeing the the price, wasn't it? Why? I liked that. He says the price like she's all innocent, is sort of guessing money. Yeah, he's this big guy, and then he treats it a bit like. A business
2: deal. But it is. But then he does say, I would have given you five. Yeah. And she said, I would have taken two.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was a bit like, oh. I think you're just looking at it in a way from today's world and like that misogyny. Yeah, I think I, well, I can't help that. I suppose I watched it with my daughter and
4: I think I was like, yeah, I think you're right. It was just something that there were bits where that really stuck out, whereas we've done other films that are that old or whatever and it hasn't really the cavern hasn't you mean it's out.
3: dated then you think the film's really dated yeah 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 yeah. so yeah, let me yeah, ask yeah. you this it's really dated he gives us some money doesn't he to go shopping doesn't he he says we've got a few dates lined up we need to go out for a meal we're gonna go to the opera blah 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 get some clothes you know make sure you look pretty so she goes shopping and then she gets turned away doesn't she by the the shops because they see her come in do you know what I thought was weird everywhere she walked and like back then she's like dressed as a typical escort girl right prostitute and everybody turns the nose up but if you look at her fashion then I'm like that's really fashionable now do you know what I mean that's what everyone's
2: dressed like
3: that's what everyone's dressing like now and that's cool it's just weird how fashion completely changes though that's all How that's in at the minute And, um yeah, when she gets turned away from the shops, she goes back to the hotel. The hotel originally, all the staff sort of had the same sort of look towards her. Like, they didn't want her there.
2: I loved the character that you're about to talk about. I think he was really, really, really good. The manager? Yeah. I think he was a really, really good character.
3: Yeah. And he sort of, like, takes her under his wing a little bit, and he says, right, okay, I'm going to look after you. I'm going to make sure people treat you nice.
2: And do you think he does that because he's met other girls like her and this sort of stuff happens at this hotel a lot?
3: I think, obviously, he's doing it for... Uh, what's his chops? Edward... What's he called? Lewis. Yeah.
4: He's Barney Thompson.
3: Barney Thompson. He's doing it for Mr. Lewis, isn't he? Because he's yeah. he's a high roller in the, in the hotel. But the more he chats to this girl, the more he sees the sweetness in her.
2: Complete innocence. Which is what she is, isn't she? She is innocent.
3: Yeah. Which is the attraction that the same attraction why Richard Gere likes likes her.
2: Yeah. But do you not think every man that she meets and speaks to in the film, like, falls in love with her? Even like the businessman's daughter you know his his assistant and attorney like yeah she has a touch on all of the men because she is just nice
3: yeah she's nice she's beautiful and there's something about her yeah i suppose
4: i suppose they're trying to trying to give it a cinderella feeling aren't they that's what they're trying to do and they even say that they're trying to give it a cinderella cinders with this life and then prince charming comes in and saves her uh and I do like him. I think you're right, Coulson. I think that he's very good in that part. He doesn't just do the part. he It's almost like he, yeah, he he doesn't want her to, he wants her to be safe and to whatever it's going to be to be right for his, you know, hotel or whatever. And they get on, don't they? And then he arranges for her to have... Someone to give her a fitting for a cocktail dress. And actually, the girl who fits the dress goes, I'm, because he says, Oh, it's, so it's Richard Gear's niece. And she goes, Look, I'm not really his niece. And she goes, They
2: never are.
3: I love that when he went, Have you got any more uncles in this <laughs> hotel? That yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And then she does go shopping, doesn't she? He, she says, Like, the next day is like, Did you get any clothes? I can't believe you only got one dress.
2: Yeah. And instead, he, he gives her his card rather than giving her an allowance.
3: Well, she says, They were mean to me. They didn't, that they were mean to me. And he's like, Who's mean to you? And I loved that. I loved that he he then takes a shopping to sort of like look after her and he goes with her.
2: And he's in that shop and he basically says, I want to spend a filthy amount yeah, of money. Yeah, an obscene amount of money. Yeah. It? And that's when obviously the tune kicks in. Yeah. Which I got wrong last week.
4: What was the tune, Cosam?
2: Pretty woman did Oh pretty woman do-do-do-do-do. No. Um By the way it's got a lot of tunes, hasn't it, Jack? This.
3: Yeah, it does, yeah.
2: So she kind of gets um She's kind of getting away with living a life that she isn't accustomed to now because she's kind of got some of Edward's money and mm. even though they've only known each other three days, it is almost like he's giving her everything that she wants because this is how what he needs for this deal to work. She goes back into the shop, doesn't she, where she got turned away from the day before and said to the girl, do you work on commission? And that's when it's the line of...
3: Big mistake. Huge. Huge.
2: And then just walks out with all of her shopping bags because she must have spent like 30, 40 grand on clothes that day and basically the whole idea of it is that so she can be ready to be edwards plus one for everything that they need to go to and i think they go off to polo do they next to meet to meet a client well, no, no, they have that
4: dinner don't they with the guy who's gonna so in the background to this is he's doing a deal to take over a factory a family-owned factory for morse and they meet to the grandfather and she gets taught by the uh concierge how to eat
2: food yeah. from that's the fir- That's before that's she goes talking. shopping though isn't it so that's when she's bought the one dress
4: yeah she got the one dress but i'm just saying the background to the film is the turn is richard gear's character is he takes he's emerges an acquisition so he takes a firm that's not doing very well splits them all up and basically destroys firms and then he's going to have a dinner destroy this guy's firm and and she brings out that other side to him so then they go to the polo grandson starts talking to Julia Roberts, his
2: character. And
4: that's when the attorney gets involved, isn't it?
2: Yeah, he is the baddie. He's not a nice one. Is he either wrong one?
3: Yeah, and he also takes her to the opera. This is when she sort of like... She starts to enjoy his culture as well, doesn't she? She gets emotional at the opera. And that opera that they're actually watching is about a prostitute who falls in love with a client. Oh, is it?
2: Yeah, it's interesting because he had that line where he said, um, People's first time at opera is something beautiful. Like, it's either a really emotional experience from them or they, they get nothing out of it. And you basically see her really go through something whilst they're at the opera. And he's, you know, obviously he's whining and dining her like any man would ever want to. You know, they're flying in a private jet from LA to San Francisco to have a night at the opera and then they've. Flying straight back to have dinners here and do this. Like, they really are living the high life together. Yeah. Even though they've only known each other, you know, five days. And I think the bit that you kind of always can tell in Richard Gere's character is that it's going to end. It's a relationship for as long as it takes him to complete on this business deal. Yeah. And every time he's in negotiations to buy this business, that kind of. Means that you know he's a step closer to New York, mm. and he's a step closer to leaving her. Well, he won't get hurt. What they're trying to display in his character is
4: he got hurt by his father. He got he's been divorced. He got hurt by her. He doesn't gonna. He's not going to get hurt again. He's not hurt in business. So Julia Roberts represents her character, represents a business deal. And at the end of the five days,
2: seven days, he's done with the deal. Yeah. So what part of the film? Does he turn soft then? What part of the film is she not a girl that he's paying and a girl that he falls in love with? And at what part of the film does he not want to ruin the business that the man's built? What, what is that? What is his character's turning point?
3: I think it's when he, um, he rattles bones off her on her piano. I think it's then.
2: <laughs> Why? Why the piano, Jack? the
3: piano in the middle of the foyer of the hotel yes <laughs> that he can come down at 4 in the morning and he tells all the staff to leave i thought that was amazing that's his power isn't it yeah and i said i went what like they'd like they'd fuck off and honey went but he's got money he can do that and i went oh that's a bit weak like the staff they're having a break like they like they're just going to leave they're, no the
4: staff it's 3 in the morning they're like jog on mate come on. i'm going to clear <laughs> yeah. up there's a pile of sick in the corner and someone's dropped some fag ash in the plant and you fuck off. <laughs> You've only played the one tune all the fucking all night. We didn't even ask you. No. No. And they don't look tired at all, do no. they? He's like... Everyone's like... What I thought made me laugh is they're all sitting there going, come fucking get on with what you're playing. It's doing my head in. And they all say, can you leave? And they're like, no, mate. No, we're not leaving. When do you think you go soft, Ben? Uh. Well, I don't think it's whether he goes soft. It's when, for me, it's when she finally says... uh, So he's fixated on money. Mm. Every transaction is a a monetary transaction to him. Everyone is nice to him because of money. When she doesn't take the money and she decides to go, it's the moment he's going to lose something that he can't buy. Mm.
2: She leaves the free on the bed, yeah.
4: Yeah, and I think that that's the moment where, you know... (sighs) I don't know, re- he sort of starts to become almost a bit more three-dimensional and realise that actually he's messing with someone else's life. I think before that, he just sees money as a transaction, but it's actually messing with her. It's not, this isn't, he can't give her anything. He can't give her what she wants. And actually, she's not sure whether she's he's the right guy anyway. So as soon as he walks off, that was the moment I thought to myself... She takes the power back and goes, do you know what? I don't want the money. I had a great time, but I'm going back to my life. And that's the moment where he's like, oh, crikey, I'm going to lose her. That's it. It's done. Uh, and he changes. And then he has that meeting, that business meeting, doesn't he, about the factory?
3: Yeah. And he's also said how when he was a kid, he used to build blocks. He used to play with blocks and he's realised as he's got older, he doesn't build anything anymore. Yeah. He just tears things down. He
4: doesn't build relationships. No, he just tears things down. He's got no relationships. The lawyer is bizarre. Everyone's after him. Everyone's in his life for money.
2: That scene, I know, obviously skipping a little bit here, but when he when he kicks a lawyer out of his hotel room and he says to him, like, I made you a very rich man, I think that's, like, him acting up on the fact that he's realised that people have used him for so long in his life. And it's kind of a clear out of the people that are making him a bad, greedy person. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Although that that seemed to me really dated. He attacked her. <laughs> and then he said, I made you a rich man. He doesn't go...
3: Get your just, hands off you've her. You've just tried to rape this you've woman. You've just
4: attacked her. Like, it. it that seemed so off and then he goes i've made you a rich man and throws him out like i don't know there were there were bits where it just all got a bit mixed up i suppose
2: is that because it's trying to share who who who's the film is and who's like the outright moral of the film is is it is it his transformation or is it her trans you know is it a love story or is it an individual character's journey
3: It's a love story. It is a love story. It is Well,
2: I think it is a love and should be a love story.
3: It is a Cinderella story. That's what it is. And originally, the writer originally came up with the premise of this film because all of his films and scripts that he wrote all, all got thrown in the trash, so to speak, from the studios. They didn't want any of them. They were rubbish. And he lived there on that strip in L.A., Oh, yeah. Where all the, the the core girls would come out and stand on that street, and he used to stare out of his window and think, what the hell am I going to write as a film? And he just studied that street and just saw and thought of the characters, thought of the people's lives, and got to know them just by looking at them through the street. He saw people die of crack, uh, crack, crack addicts on the street, the arrests. That's why there's all that going on at the beginning. Yeah. And then ultimately... He came up with this story of this prostitute, this one girl who maybe falls in love with this client and he's rich and does he fall in love with her um, for who she is, not for what, uh, just just what her job is. So he then sort of wrote what he knew, which is what they always say you should do and he was just by staring out of his, um, his, his bedroom window. And the original ending ends with... Um, Kit, you know the character Kit, her friend? Yeah. She takes a drug overdose and dies and Edward doesn't go and rescue her and go back and and save her from this life or whatever. They do split up and she goes back and sees a friend die and then she gets on the bus and goes to Disneyland in Florida. That's the ending of the film. Oh, wow. But the only studio who would back the film was Disney. Believe it or not, it's a Disney film. So this film about prostitutes in 1990... Well, I watched it on Disney+, Plus. yeah. There you go. It's a Disney film. Disney backed it and Disney produced it. They said the ending has to go because we can't have death at the end and they're certainly not getting on a fucking bus to Disneyland. (laughs) So (laughs) that's going... It is interesting...
2: Because the moment where she leaves the hotel room and it's very clear that she's leaving for the last time and he starts to pack his bags and the hotel manager says, get the limo home. And it's very clear for her that this is the last time that she's ever going to live life like this. And there's a, there's moments in them. And when she leaves, I genuinely thought, oh, the reason this film is... Is successful and is going to be the film is because it isn't going to have the happy ending.
3: You were thinking bicycle thieves, weren't you?
2: Yeah, they're literally going to fall in love in six days and never see each other ever again. So I do think it. I do think it. You know, led quite nicely to that. Obviously, I was very. Ha- I was very happy when
3: they get, it the was again. the happy
2: ending, but it. It definitely did lead to that being a viable option of his character going back to new york and just leaving
4: well she talks about it doesn't she she says i'm gonna go back home i'm gonna get a different kind of job i'm gonna go maybe i'm gonna go back to college
2: she was going to san francisco wasn't she isn't that where she she was heading to yeah she did talk about that yeah she did talk about my life's going to take a different direction now i i like, like i said, the, the way it ended for me, I did like, but I do like a happy ending. It's
3: romantic. He comes back in the limousine, he gets the flowers, and he rescues her up the West Side Story fire escape. It's gorgeous.
2: Even that bit where he's in the hotel reception and he turns around to the concierge and he says, are there any messages for me?
3: I was smiling all the way through the film. All the way through the film, I was like a Cheshire cat. <laughs> Should we rate it then? <laughs> rate it.
5: daily live coverage begins monday may 20th with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment from the first serve to the final point roland garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history stream now with tennis channel plus to be there when it happens
0: one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress
2: uh it's a it's a t-shirt
0: until you tried it on same goes for your health care
5: PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com weightloss weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: Right then, Shepard, if you were smiling like a Cheshire cat throughout all of it, start us off.
3: I'm going to go... I'm going to go 7.8 for Pretty Woman. People might be shocked. People might have thought I'd have gone a bigger rating, but it's not the best rom-com of all time.
2: Is Harry Met Sally your
3: best rom-com Harry of all Met, time? Yeah, Harry Met Sally is just layers upon layers of truth and relationships, breaking down, getting back together. Harry Met Sally is completely different. This is pleasant. All the way through this film, it's pleasant. It, it never really... There's no jeopardy in the film, really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing that's, that's going to shock you or really make you think about anything. Um, but it is, it's very nice. It's very romantic. It's got some classic scenes, classic lines. The dialogue's very snappy. I love that line when they're in the bath and he's talking about therapy he, went, he paid $10,000 for therapy about his dad and it yeah. cost him so much. And she says, all I know is I, I'm 44 inches from hip to toe. So you've got 88 inches wrapped around you and that's all the therapy you need. I just thought that was a great line. Just made me laugh all the way through the film. It's an easy watch. And what did I say? 7.8 point...
2: 7. you gave it.
3: 7.8? I think, I think that's fair. I think that's I, fair I, yeah. game. I think that's a good rating for Pretty Woman. Great soundtrack. Director's done well. Simple script. Julia Roberts, fantastic. Um, yeah,
4: 7.8. You go, Colts, You go. Because I'll bring the whole <laughs> podcast down. You go. You go.
2: While you're both still up and happy, you go. Well, for me, you know, like what Jack said, for me, first time I've ever seen it, I, I did really like it. I enjoyed it. I thought I had great songs. I think she is absolutely exceptional like she she's stunning as well she's talented I fell in love with her watching the film multiple times she was your age was she yeah yeah
3: um
2: it, I mean it's her film she makes it he's alright his character is more likeable than he probably is in terms of sorry his, <laughs> what, his character personally big, no <laughs> <laughs> His character becomes more likeable. Like, it it does have... There is a character development in there and there is the transition between doesn't care about anything other than making money to falling in love with this girl. And I do think that is there.
3: I do think you want them to get together, though. At the end, you do want him to go after her.
2: Well, it's that bit of... Like, what I was going to say earlier was when he's going down to leave L.A., And he says to the hotel receptionist, he says, are there any messages for me? And he just says no. And you see it then, it kind of his heart breaks a little bit. And it's the first time you've ever seen him go, oh, no, okay, she's she's gone. That's that. And then he says, you know, the taxi driver took her home yesterday. And that's it. That's all he has to say. Because he reads it in him that he's obviously... He's obviously... he This guy has stayed at this hotel loads of times. And he's always been a tit. And this week, because of this girl, he's been great. And that's the character development that I think I kind of got out of it. Eight.
3: Eight. Solid. <sighs> Bang on.
4: Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, I do shit. Really? <laughs> Not shit, just fuck it. It's so dated. The ideas in it were dated. His performance is poor. <laughs> uh, the story seems clunky. She's great. The bits in it I just thought were a bit, bit like suspect that the guy, you know, I'm going to be cultured, take strawberries with the champagne. It's a bit better. And, and I don't know. It just, I, I think it was just, yeah, I just, I just was like, this feels
3: ancient. Mm. It just... I could get it. I get what you're saying. But you must have seen that film before, though, Ben, and gone, this is brilliant. Do you not think you have? Do you not think when it came out, you went, oh, it's a great film? Last week, you wanted us to watch Pretty
2: Woman over Matilda. You were like, yes, good film, solid film.
3: Do you just think it's your perception of today's world and everything that's changed?
4: Maybe sitting with my daughter, it is.
3: What did she think? Uh... Yeah, I mean, she did point out all the bits I
4: pointed out. Hold on, Dad. I mean, what? Mm. Like, she pointed those out. And I get it. I suppose, yes, it's a different perception. I'm older.
3: Mm.
4: You know, I would have been, you know, even by my old age, relatively young when I saw it. So Mm. um, I think all the points for me are for her. Because I do think it's a fantastic performance she's put in. Uh, it's got real nuance in it and she really brings out a charm the bit I love the best bit is when he shuts the necklace yeah. and she nearly gets her fingers trapped and she laughs
3: that was an ad-lib that
4: yeah you can tell yeah. and I just thought oh that's her mm, yeah. that
3: is yeah, her yeah
2: when they're flirting and yeah it's the first time you kind of see him relaxed
3: Yeah, you know those diamonds were a quarter of a million dollars and they, oh, had, were they? they had a security guy who carried a gun around on set at all time oh really because of that because they whir- well i just thought that was i just thought that was a little view of herb and then
4: the bit at the end where it all gets a bit nasty but no one really talks about it i don't know i just yeah i suppose i've changed maybe now now i'm older five oh, <laughs> fucking hell Oof, guillotine well, yeah but you gave it high rate
2: what did colson what did you give it five. so with 15.8 plus five 20.8 is that right Twenty point
3: eight. Five Pretty
2: Woman I think that's quite a low rating yeah overall if you would have expected more from it but because it's it's an iconic staple film isn't it that's Mm. I mean I'm saying this not knowing the answers but I'm assuming it's a film that everyone should have seen it's one of those isn't it if you haven't yeah, yeah
3: anyway that's it that's the rating deal with it (laughs) <laughs> that's the news
2: <laughs> that's the rating
4: deal with it I'll see you next week
2: <laughs> audience choice Pretty Woman 20.5 before we find out what I'm picking next week to rival Pretty Woman as always it's time for Jack's highlight of the week
3: it is the hidden gem this week I was gonna go I was gonna no, go. no theme tune no no theme tune okay I'm on a bit of a downer since Ben's review. Actually,
2: um, <laughs> hey, what can you do? Or, or do you want to do it really? Do you want to do it really monotone, <laughs> no, Jack? We're
3: fucking
4: doing it. I then can't we're start doing singing. it. Singing. Jack's hidden
2: gem of the week. You'd have to do it sad. You'd have to... Jack's hidden. Oh,
3: Jack's gem hidden of gem of the, of the week. Gem. I just want it. Yeah. Just yeah. Get, get on it, with it. Jack just, just, just wants to log right, off.
2: Right.
4: Just deal with it. My hidden gem.
2: <laughs>
4: hidden
3: gem this week. Okay, it's a doc. I think you might have seen this, Ben, actually. Came out a few years ago, probably like 10 years ago or something like that. Um, It's a snowboarding dock. Stay with me. Oh, crash thingy. Yes, that's it. Very good. Crash reel? That's it. It's called the crash reel, right? Very good. Very good. Quick synopsis. Basically, there's this young snowboarder who's on course to becoming the best snowboarder in the world, right? He's very, very gifted. He's like the Tony Hawk of snowboarding. Young kid, he's like 15, 16, something like that. He's on his way for the Winter Olympics and he f- he smashes his leg and he breaks his leg into a million pieces and his career's potentially over, right? That's it, he's done. You heard of the snowboarder um, called Sean White? Yeah, long curly hair sean white's in it sean white's not as good as this kid in the dock so this kid's like amazing and sean white's like can't get to his level and then all of a sudden this kid like smashes his leg and then sean white's career just sort of progresses and then this kid's sort of like in limbo what's it on how do you watch it it's free it's well if you pay your license it's on the bbc iplayer so you can get it on there Oh great goods, and what's it called? It's called the crash reel big rating on i m d b at eight point two so it's a huge numbers if you like all that dorm wall, all that free solo if you like all that you're gonna love this. It's one of them it's really really interesting and um yeah, really good that's the that's the gem deal with it. <laughs> that's
4: the. Is this your new phrase now at the moment? Deal with it. No, that's me. Deal with it. Hello, I'm
2: <laughs> JP Shepherd. Deal with it. What am I gonna pick for you two? What do you reckon?
3: Some old tripe.
2: <laughs> I think I am Jack. Actually, I think I'm gonna pick some a bit of shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> never let never let it be said we chase ratings because
4: if there's a choice out there that might be popular I'm not going to pick it I'm going to pick
3: some some turd <laughs> some turd pie
2: a film that as a kid I absolutely loved a film that I've not seen for quite a lengthy period of time oh and I remember a bit of an obsession with it when I was a kid but the difference is it's not like a Disney movie and I think you will both know what it is um, it's it's directed by quite a prestigious director mm. um, oh, no, you can see it's going to be shit look at his face no, because I don't know if it is shit because I loved it as a kid but I loved it as a kid and all the films that I liked as a kid when I've been an adult have been a bit different but are you ready?
3: go cool. Go on, go on, go on
2: Millions
3: Millions, what the fuck is that?
2: Have you not seen it?
3: No, we never even heard of it
2: Oh, we could be onto something Danny Boyle I have heard of it, hold on Did someone win the lottery or something? No There's a robbery And they're running away on the train And they throw the money off the train And this kid finds it
3: Millions
2: Yeah Have you not seen it? James Nesbitt? James Nesbitt's the dad? no No. Danny Boyle directed it did he No, Jesus I mean it's it's a big film you know it's a big film it's got a big rating on IMDB actually now I've just looked at it so it's a film that neither of you have ever seen that's good that's good could surprise us let's hope it does (laughs) let's hope it does could surprise us it could surprise me it could get a million out of ten So next week, for the first time ever, Jack and Ben are watching the classic that is Millions. If you want to watch it, all you've got to do is watch along at home, then join us next week to find out what we thought of the film. If you want more Sofa Cinema Club, we're here on Monday for our episode of Extraterrestrial. Remember, you can join us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Sofa Cinema Club, where there is loads of exclusive content plus ad-free episodes. We're back here on Monday, like I said, and we're here on Thursday for the next.
5: Witness history at Roland Garrow's, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
2: Next episode of Sofa Cinema Called Extraterrestrial. Until then,
1: good night, God bless.
3: Bye bye.
1: Good night.